Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Happy Friday. I'm your host, Amala Epinobi, and today we have a lot to talk about, from aliens in Miami to Gypsy Rose Blanchard to an Epstein list kind of being released, and that's going and trending all over the internet. We are going to discuss all that and more. Before we get into that, we got Taylor in Nashville. Hey, hey, happy Friday. And yeah, just before we get into any uh, Epstein information, I think we should just maybe for the record say that Amal and I are both of sound mind and in good health and (laughs) and like our lives and are not having any kind of, you know, uh, self-deletion thoughts or anything to that effect. So just putting that out there for the record. We would never harm ourselves, guys. Okay, let's get into this story. For those of you who are unaware, there was uh, court documents that were unsealed, released out to the public for our viewing in regard to the Epstein case. I'm going to show you this news clip just so we can lay the foundation here before we get into discussion about it. Let's go. Turning now to never-before-seen court documents related to the case against disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein. Hundreds of pages were unsealed last night from a civil suit involving Epstein's accomplice, Ghislaine Maxwell. Nancy Chen has the story. Former President Bill Clinton and Britain's Prince Andrew are two of Jeffrey Epstein's most high-profile associates publicly named in the more than 900 pages of mostly unredacted documents released Wednesday. In a 2016 deposition that wasn't unsealed until yesterday, accuser Johanna Schoberg says she was with Epstein, Glenn Maxwell, and Virginia Dufre in 2001 when she met Prince Andrew at the millionaire's Manhattan home. She told attorneys that when they were taking a photo, I sat on Andrew's lap and Andrew put his hand on my breast. Okay, first I just want to pause for a second and be like, okay, so far we've heard Bill Clinton, we've heard Prince Andrew. Is any of either of those shockers to you guys? Because I'm pretty sure we've talked about both of these two, these two little clowns, these two characters on this show before. More specifically, Prince Andrew, where he did an entire interview. I believe it was with the BBC. You can fact check me on that if I'm incorrect. Where he said, "Oh well, no, it couldn't have been me in that picture because I don't sweat." And you know, she she mentions that uh, Prince Andrew was sweating profusely uh, in their encounter with with one another, and he claimed that he has a rare condition where. He, he simply does not sweat while he's quaking and sweating in this interview, talking to this lady, trying to make himself seem uh, more wholesome than he actually is. So, so far, I'm going to say I'm not all that 
shocked by this. And you wouldn't be shocked either if you've been an OG watching this show and covering uh, the the Epstein case as we have throughout the, the many peaks and valleys of people talking about this. Jufre previously said she was forced by Maxwell and Epstein to have sex with Prince Andrew when she was 17. He denied those allegations and told the BBC in 2019 that he didn't know Jufre. I have no recollection of ever meeting this lady. Mm, mm-hmm. None whatsoever. You don't remember meeting her? No. They settled a lawsuit out of court in 2022. While the documents help flesh out what many have known about Epstein for years, it is unlikely that the revealed names will lead to more legal action. For example, later in her deposition, Schoberg discussed former President Bill Clinton. She did not accuse him of any wrongdoing, but said that Epstein told her one time that Clinton likes them young, referring to girls. Schoberg also said she had dinner with magician David Copperfield, who was not accused of any wrongdoing at Epstein's home. She said the star asked her if I was aware that girls were getting paid to find other girls, but testified he told her no specifics about that. Okay, so we'll go ahead and pause there. Uh, you know, my immediate thought when all of this was being released, uh, as you know, people, some some were rejoicing on the internet, people were scanning through the documents, finding out all these names. What I first and foremost want to say is that these names are not proof of any wrongdoing. There could be hundreds of names all over these court documents that have been released. Some celebrities and public figures, others, you know, lawyers or people working, you know, surrounding Epstein and everything that he was doing and his, you know, finance endeavors as well as the island, as well as his, you know, jet, which I believe is referred to as the Lolita Express. Just because a name is mentioned in these documents doesn't mean they've uh, done anything. Or as this uh, CBS News uh, reporter states, that there's going to be any legal action taken against these people. And what has been shocking to me is to see people just compile all these names and throw them out on the internet and sort of leave people with the assumption that these people are pedophiles or predators or they have committed acts of sexual assault. I think we must be very careful in Taking the time, yes, as we've taken so far, and waiting to hear, are there any actual allegations against these people? And more so than that, is there any evidence that they've done anything, you know, on Epstein's island, on his jet, in whatever encounter they had with this man while he was doing many things other than, you know, assaulting minors? And I hope that the people who are on this list who have done something are brought to justice. Am I optimistic that that is going to be the case? Honestly, guys, I'm not the most optimistic. We waited this long for these court documents to be unsealed. And me personally, of course, I'm just speculating here. I I don't know what the truth is or what has actually happened. I would think that they would meticulously scan through these court documents to make sure that whatever is released isn't really going to lead to anything. It's not going to lead to legal action. It's not going to lead to the downfall of a major public figure or anybody who is particularly important. I think they want to release these documents and make you feel like, oh, this is a win. We finally unsealed Epstein's client list and his little black book. And in fact, you're going to hear crickets. Nothing's going to happen from from here. If that's just my guess. That's just my prediction. We don't like to make too many predictions on this show, but I just have a feeling that that's what's going to happen. And we had a quick poll for you guys uh, in the chat. We said your reaction to this new unsealed Epstein document release. Uh, OMG, this is big, man, but nothing burger or haven't heard what's in them. And it looks like about 23% of you say this is big news. Uh, 38% think it's more of a nothing burger. And the rest of you, almost 40% say 
don't even know what's in them. I think that's a big problem around this uh, whole case is everything's always been so obfuscated and the way it's it's kind of spun. It's 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 like what really it's so hard to put put your finger on what the heck was going on here. Mm -hmm. And uh, to your point, Amala, it, we hear a lot of names thrown out, but how much actual evidence, incriminating evidence is there of people? And I think that's the problem with this new release and why I tend to think it's more of a nothing burger. It's just because there, we're not any closer to anyone being brought to justice uh, or find, getting to the bottom of, of anything that is really happening or who was behind it. Uh, was there intelligence involved of the international community that Epstein was colluding with? Who was backing this? Who was profiting from it? Uh, was he blackmailing people uh, of power? Does he have dirt on them? Uh, etc. Like, we don't really know any of this for certain. And I don't think that this new release uh, helped us to that end very much. Yeah. And it's sort of frustrating to watch people on the internet, like, compile all the names together and throw them out as if like this means anything as if that this means that we've like brought people to justice and what they could be doing is insinuating that people who haven't committed crimes have committed crimes there's a lot of different names on on that list and i can imagine a lot of them would have had nothing to do with whatever epstein was doing on his island on the jet or you know in in, in his many affairs all around the world so we really have to be careful in the way that we cover this in the way that we react to it and take our time to say this might not be everything that it's cracked up to be. This might not be telling us even, you know, a, a quarter of the story, let alone uh, what others are insinuating that it's telling us. I mean, you heard the name Bill Clinton. You heard David Copperfield. Uh, according to these, the news coverage and what they found in the documents, Nothing's gonna come of that. I see people making memes about, you know, Stephen Hawking, a man who is long since passed, okay? So we can speculate about what his role was on, on the island or, or make jokes about somebody in Stephen Hawking's condition being capable of doing something like that. But again, nothing. People were talking about uh, Michael Jackson, gone. Uh, Naomi Campbell, who knows, she was she was mentioned in it, but she's referenced Jeffrey Epstein in 2019 in this video here, uh, which I will show you, uh, where she talks about her supposed relationship with everything that was going on and her lack of knowledge. This is a direct character assassination. I've always said that I'm not a saint, that I am a work in progress but I will not be held hostage by my past. What he's done is indefensible. And when I heard of what he'd done, it sickened me to my stomach, just like everybody else. Because I've had my fair share of sexual predators, and thank God that I had good people around me that protected me from this. I mean, right now I stand with the victims. It's, I can't, you know, they're scarred for life. Now, I'm not going to, you know, stand by her testimony here and say that what she's saying is 100% true. I think we're going to find there's probably, you know, three camps of people mentioned in these documents. One, people who knew absolutely nothing but just happened to be uh, within, you know, the field of view of Jeffrey Epstein and everything that he was doing outside of the sexual assault allegations. Two, the people who knew something but did not commit acts of sexual assault against these minors. And then three, the people who knew 
knew and participated and how you differentiate from just a random list that's been thrown out on the internet of unsealed court documents I don't know and I think they're relying on the fact that we're not going to be able to figure out uh, who did what based on the information that they've given us but we'll we'll wait and see I just don't see a whole lot of you know rigor <laughs> behind the people who are supposed to be responsible for figuring this out we waited how long for these uh, unsealed court documents how long a long ass time guys we waited a long ass time and that's because if i was somebody in a position of power who knew about these things going on or you know even worse participated in these things going on i would do whatever it takes to make sure that people never find out but also satiate them with a little bit of information so they can go about their days and say well we did get those we did get those uh, unsealed court documents and they did have names in them that led to absolutely nothing no arrests and no illegal, uh, no legal action uh and here we are. I'm honestly, I think it's being made out to be a bigger deal than maybe it is, in my opinion. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Yeah, we're not we're not necessarily saying that uh, invisible uh, powerful people are pulling levers behind the scenes <laughs> to redact things and not let uh, relevant information be brought forth uh, out of these case files. We're not saying that Epstein didn't kill himself and somebody got to him in his prison, mm -hmm. but we're just saying that, I mean, it kind of, if there were people that wanted to do those things, would it look a lot like what we're seeing right now? I don't know. You to judge for yourself, I guess. But we did ask yeah. you guys, uh, Will, do you believe Epstein's clients will ever be brought to justice? 85% of you are saying no. And I think I tend to agree, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. And there's also a theory out there that he's like, uh, or he was, uh, a, you know, an asset. What could have been, you know, a government asset, an asset to some sort of uh, elite who where they were basically contracting him to do all this stuff to get information about a bunch of people and to keep that little black book that uh, not, that now everybody is is talking about. So, and of course that's just a theory. Who knows what the actual uh, what what actually was going on? But given the fact that we know he has so many connections uh, all, all across the board, we're talking like with elites from different countries outside of the United States. We're probably talking judges, law enforcement. We're talking, you know, uh, high net worth individuals, public figures. There's a lot of different things circling around uh, this man who killed himself. Okay. And I don't know. I don't know that we're ever going to have everything figured out. And I imagine there's a whole bunch of people still alive who are very active in what Jeffrey Epstein was doing and the crimes that he was committing, who are using every dollar they have, every ounce of power they have, every connection they have to make sure that they are never brought to justice in, in what happened. So. And I guess I have to read this. We did get a $50 super chat yes. here from Jeffrey Jackson. He says, I'm very thankful that Taylor wasn't mentioned on the list. Yeah. I would say I'm, I'm thankful too, but I, I, I don't need to be thankful because that, that's not an impossibility. I'm, also, I don't think I could, even if I were a degenerate, like a lot of these uh, folks allegedly are, uh, I don't think I could afford anything of Jeffrey Epstein's services in my little suburban Nashville townhouse right. 
uh, lifestyle. He so. hasn't reached the net worth uh, uh, yeah, to, to be networking uh, with, <laughs> the, with the likes of Epstein. And this is something that like, I, I really like seriously want to think about. And this is not to, uh, you know, downplay what he's done or the people that surrounded him that may have committed also illegal acts. It's just to say that if you were somebody like Jeffrey Epstein, a high net worth individual who, you know, fancies himself uh, a socialite and is constantly trying to meet new people and network and entertain, you're going to shake a lot of hands and bump a lot of shoulders with people who will have nothing to do with your illegal activity, but are now mentioned in these court filings. And I imagine that's the, the case for many of those who are now getting heat on the internet for having been mentioned, but probably had nothing to do. Could have been a business call that they had or a meeting that they had, or they've never even been on Jeffrey Epstein's jet. They've never been on the island, but they're now mentioned in these court filings due to you know outside conversations that were had, uh, maybe conversations that Epstein had with his victims. And that's how you know Bill Clinton and David Copperfield, all these different things are, are being mentioned. There's so many different ways one could find themselves having their name listed here. And I think it is of the utmost importance that people delve into this, look into it, and try to find out who has actually committed illegal acts so that they can be brought to justice. Now, am I optimistic that that's going to happen again? I will say, no, I'm, I'm not. Uh, we don't we don't, uh, you know, fight sex crimes and all this stuff hard enough with, you know, the average Joe Schmo. Uh, and they're certainly not going to do it when there are other things at stake when it comes to messing around with elites and public figures and people who have tons of power. It would take a lot, I think, for them to change course on everything that Jeff Jeffrey Epstein uh, did and those around him who did the same. With that being said. We're going to move on to another story, somebody else that has been uh, sweeping the internet. There's a lot of names circulating this week, and this one is Gypsy Rose Blanchard. And I'm there's nobody who hasn't heard this name by now this week. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard the name Gypsy Rose Blanchard. I was familiar with Gypsy Rose Blanchard due to uh, some true crime stories about her and her past and her mother and her boyfriend, Nicholas. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard, Gypsy Rose Blanchard had a mom. Her uh, name was Dee Dee Blanchard. And Dee Dee had, it's speculated to have a condition called Munchausen by proxy. Munchausen by proxy, uh, in Dee Dee's case, was her being the mother of Gypsy Rose, convincing herself that Gypsy Rose had all of these medical ailments and illnesses, even though Gypsy Rose Blanchard was a perfectly healthy child. And Dee Dee would subject Gypsy Rose to all these different medical treatments uh, under the care of certain doctors and medical professionals because she was convinced that Gypsy Rose had all these ailments, things like muscular dystrophy, leukemia, uh, visual problems, seizures. And she would take Gypsy Rose to all these different, you know, medical facilities to get what are extremely painful procedures. I mean, imagine getting treated for muscular dystrophy and leukemia and, you know, visual impairments and seizures when you, in fact, don't have any of those ailments. So Gypsy had a very difficult upbringing and sort of walked on, not even walked, because uh, much of her life was spent in a wheelchair due to Dee Dee convincing people that Gypsy Rose was incapable of walking because she was so uh, frail. I was going to say walking on eggshells around her mother, uh, and that was <laughs> not the proper, the proper phrase to use. But Gypsy 
eventually recognizes what's going on. Somehow they evade doctors for quite some time, and Dee Dee relies on this narrative that, oh, we have all these medical records, but uh, in, in Hurricane Katrina, the, the medical records were washed away. I don't have uh, any proof for the things that I'm saying. Just know that Gypsy has these ailments. Well, Gypsy grows older. Uh, she gets in a relationship with this uh, man uh, named Nicholas, and then they conspire to kill uh, Dee Dee, kill Gypsy's mother, and ends up that Nicholas does, in fact, kill Dee Dee Blanchard. Now, Gypsy Rose is, of course, uh, arrested. Nicholas is arrested, uh, and they are both convicted of murder. In Gypsy's case, second degree, and Gypsy takes a plea deal where she takes on 10 years in in prison with the capability of getting out after eight and a half. This was in 2016, and Gypsy was released from prison, I believe, last week. And the internet is going crazy over this girl. Uh, they've been following her story, her release. Of course, they feel bad for her, and in many ways, they feel like the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard was somewhat justifiable, given that Dee Dee was essentially torturing Gypsy Rose throughout her entire life by giving her these medical treatments, not allowing her to, to walk, treating her poorly when they were behind closed doors. So now, Gypsy Rose Blanchard is somewhat of an internet sensation, uh, which is just so weird to say, uh, in my personal opinion. She has 6.6 .6 million followers on Instagram. Uh, a husband whom she met while she was imprisoned, I believe he was a pen pal of hers. So now they are happily married and everybody's going crazy over this girl, covering her story. Uh, Ironically, they are referring to her as mommy and mother, which are terms of endearment now on the internet. And she's sort of taken on, I guess, an influencer-like public figure persona. To me, it's so weird. I get it that there are like true crime fanatics and this is a pretty interesting case given that it has two very rare elements, the Munchausen by proxy and the fact that you have an act of parasite, which is the murder of a parent, which is highly unlikely, especially a female conspiring to do something like that. But the obsession with her and this making of her into a celebrity based on what she's done just seems a little weird to me. And this is even coming from the perspective of somebody who, yeah, I feel bad for her. I can sympathize and empathize with the life that she's had and what she felt she needed to do. But my goodness, can we let the girl just get out of prison and, and have a normal life? But it seems like she wants uh, to be in the limelight. She was on GMA. She was on The View, where we got uh, this very interesting moment. Uh, I'll have you watch that first. Please listen to me, heed my words, that you are not alone in, in, in this, you know, situation. There are other ways out. Um, I, did, I did it the wrong way. Um, no, so, no, no, no. you know. Don't say that. I, but I did. No I, choice, I did really. something wrong, and I, I paid my dues for it. Oh, you it. mean that part? Yes, the part of it, oh, yeah. you know, that part of it. <laughs> yeah. Where are you Never going mind. with this? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. You know, so I did murder something. Is wrong, yes, murder is wrong. <laughs> Please listen. I don't know. I, it just feels very clown world to me. I don't know what's going on. Taylor, you're shaking your head. <laughs> yeah, it's just what a what a time to be alive, you know. This is a weird, it's at the intersection of like the, the fame and social media, like the way our culture just gives fame to, to people who earn it. And 
that she can just step out of prison and step straight onto Instagram and have 6 million followers and be doing a press tour, uh, coming out of being a convicted murderer. Now, again, as understandable as the circumstances might be, it's just probably not the healthiest thing to be on a press tour and become an influencer right out of this. Like she seems fairly well adjusted other than the fact that she's kind of engaging in all this. Um, but I don't know, man, it's like, wouldn't you want to go into anonymity and like heal and establish a normal life uh, uh, again? And that seems like a, a healthier path. It's just it's concerning uh, both on for her well-being and uh, as to what it says about society that is so ready to pedestal or to, you know, put put someone up like this and follow her and, and give her all of this uh, press coverage. Uh, right out of, of prison, a week removed from from prison out of this. It's just a, a strange and sad commentary on human nature and the state of our culture right now. Yeah, it does sort of feel like a lot. And, uh, you know, part of me goes, okay, you've been through a lot, right? When we talk about Dee Dee Blanchard and her Munchausen by proxy, uh, which I said was is speculated, she was undiagnosed with Munchausen by proxy because she died, right? There was nobody there to, to diagnose her for. She is no longer with us. But she had all of these different elements of suffering with that uh, sort of mental illness. And to bestow that upon a, a child is a lot to deal with. So part of me goes, OK, you know, she felt like there was no way out. It ended in this, you know, murder plot. She gets out of prison. Part of me is like, OK, I guess. I guess secure the bag. I guess like do some go on the view and GMA and collect money and, you know, get what you can out of this horrible situation and then go and do your thing. Uh, and that seems to have been the, the choice that she's made. I, maybe she's just enjoying uh, the, the limelight that she's getting from this. And the world did sort of set her up to be a celebrity on her way out from prison. While she uh, was imprisoned, there was documentary after documentary after documentary about Gypsy Rose Blanchard, as it is a particularly interesting case. There was even an entire show uh, where Joey King played Gypsy Rose uh, called The Act that was wildly popular. So... Everybody sort of set her up to come out of prison and be this uh, this star. And now here she is. I just can't imagine that I, she seems normal. But with everything you've gone through as a child, I don't know how that affects like your your development and your relationship with the world and the general environment. Plus, you know, stacking prison on top of that. It just seems like a lot. Yeah. It's just yeah, strange. it's just a weird time to be alive, like we said. And um, I don't know. The, the fact that we're so ready to uh just receive her like this is an interesting thing in culture but um oh my gosh i, I can't remember what i was going to say so i'm just going to keep it okay you. yeah it's a lot i'm just like uh, we'll we'll see I, i'm sure she's going to be a celebrity for quite some oh, time i wonder uh, a lot of y'all are saying that she, this is this is a secure the bag situation i was going to say where this is her opportunity for 15 minutes of fame right. and it's like okay because hey you might as well this is the hand that life dealt you you might as well profit off of it and you can't really falter for that and i and i really don't and the other the other thought right. i had was this kind of gives me a little bit of that same energy we saw after the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse scenario a couple years back, where all of a sudden he got released from prison or from jail through his trial or was acquitted. And uh, he was immediately like, on, again, on a press tour, speaking at conferences and got on social media and all that. And it's yep. similar, similar vibe, just kind of, I don't know, I can't necessarily fault him for it again. Um, but it's just, it just is a weird thing. Yeah, we have this... Um we have this love and uh, attachment for 
like tragedies and just stories that sort of blow our minds in a way. And I think that is what's happening with with Gypsy Rose. And I think the like like many are saying in the chat, it is going to be like maybe a 15 minutes thing. Maybe it's going to be even more than that. And maybe this will be a, a long held stardom on her part. She's already working on other projects and documentaries, a confessional of Gypsy Rose Blanchard that's going to be coming out. And I like I said, if you can get out of prison, which is a horrible situation to be in and then, you know, collect a bunch of money, you know, take care of you and your now spouse in all of this stuff and then go on to lead a comfortable life. I can't say I don't know what I would do in that situation. I can't say that I would do something uh, particularly different, especially when you're getting out of prison to all of this support. I mean, she is the most talked about thing. I think she's being talked about more than Jeffrey Epstein is this week. And that is really saying something for the amount of fame that she's amassed. I just can't imagine getting out of prison and having people be like, mommy, mother, oh my God, she's mothering like all this. We love Gypsy and people are like making memes where the prison bars are raising up off her. I just can't imagine that being your first introduction to the outside world. Somebody said in the comments down below, I think the word you're looking for is unsettling. And yes, it's an an unsettling feeling that I can't justify why I feel it. It, I just know that I feel it. (laughs) If that makes sense. We're not going to suggest either that the powers that be behind the Epstein uh, lack of releases are engineering the situation (laughs) for her to be released at such and such a time to create a distraction or that aliens are visiting at a similar time in order to create a distraction. But we'll leave that for another story, maybe in a few minutes. Yeah, you actually just created the perfect segue, Taylor. We're going to talk about (laughs) this Miami story that's circulating on the Internet. And I keep seeing these grainy ass videos (laughs) of Miami police officers crowding the streets in response to what they said was teenagers fighting uh, at the Miami Bayside Mall. Now, video footage of all these police officers lining up came out. Uh, Let me show you that and we'll talk about it. Okay, now we're going to watch it again and I'm actually going to mute it. So for those of you who can see visually, they are saying that right here on the steps, below these steps, is a eight to 10 foot tall creature. That's what everybody's saying in, you know, in lockstep, eight to 10 foot creature is standing right there and that it's an alien invasion. And the aliens, when they touched down in the United States of America, decided to go to the Miami Bayside Mall (laughs) and walk outside in front of all these police officers. Now, funnily enough, if you try to get a single clear video of this eight to 10 foot creature, it does not exist. Here's a photograph of uh, somebody zooming in on this, right? Okay, and that's your eight to 10 foot alien creature. There it is again, circled. Why is it, I must ask the question, that every single time an alien evasion is occurring or we have an alien sighting, it's like, honey, honey, there's an alien here. Get my Nokia phone from 2003 so we can film it. Please, why is that happening? Why does it look like a camera from the 1950s filmed these police officers and the supposed eight to 10 foot creature? You know what? And even if even if this was real, which I, I don't believe it to be real, I'm gonna be honest with y'all, okay? I do think that uh, most more than likely 
given the state of Miami as a city in general, a city which I was just in, it is very likely that there was a big old group of teenagers fighting outside. People called the police and said, hey, there is a brawl happening out here. There are many people fighting. There are people getting attacked and police officers respond in full force. Miami has quite a big, you know, uh, a large law enforcement population, uh, many, many cops. So that makes far more sense to me than a random eight to 10 foot alien showing up at the Bayside Mall in Miami. I'm going to be totally real with you. And even if it was an alien, I'm sorry, I have things to do. I still have a daily schedule I have to keep up. And it seems like everybody talks about aliens like once every quarter and suddenly we have more evidence and people are sharing these grainy videos and all this stuff. And does anything ever happen or pan out? No. So I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, they had the little the little coffins of the aliens in Congress recently. They had yes. those, uh, the sightings in Vegas where the cops had body cam footage, again, rainy, and you couldn't really make anything out. But supposedly that was evidence and proof. It sucks, you know, because I, I love the X-Files. I think it's just fun to think about all this stuff. And I have like a Joe Rogan level interest in uh, the prospect of extraterrestrial life. And I think it's fascinating and fun to kind of speculate about and think about. But it is frustrating because every time time it comes up it's always some sort of conspiratorial shred of evidence that isn't really enough to to prove anything it's it's fittingly uh almost like trying to nail down one of jeffrey epstein's clients to prove that there's aliens out there right. there's just never enough to actually uh actually be sure and to prove anything unfortunately right. and i do after seeing the, the the news clip uh where they talked about the 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 fighting the running, that were the happening in the police response, I was fairly well convinced that that was a more plausible, Occam's razor would suggest that, you know, the, that was a more plausible explanation. Right. And we will show you that news footage right now. Here you guys go. Chris, well, police say the reason this whole brawl started was after a group of teenagers started lighting off fireworks in Bayside Marketplace. Now, this scared many people half to death. It sent people running, and it was after that that a lot of these teenagers began throwing punches. Fireworks and fights. <laughs> Sending crowds running at Bayside Marketplace New Year's Day. The chaos causing a citywide emergency call. Police parked up and down Biscayne Boulevard, even closing the road between 2nd and 4th Street for about an hour. <laughs> Police say the mayhem started around 8.30 with multiple fights involving teens breaking out. You see how many people that is? That's over 100 people that you're going to have to go and deal with, plus fireworks being set off and the possibility of, of starting a, a fire, endangering somebody. Of course, you know, police are going to come in full force to that. And as I said, M Miami has a very large uh, police force. So I'm not thinking that uh, an eight to 10 foot alien was just chilling at the mall. And then the police came with that many police cars to deal with one alien <laughs> being... <laughs> So you got to love the sorry. internet, though, just immediately being like, guys, I think this is what's happening. And then it just spreads like wildfire. I love it. Yeah, it's just like something must be happening here. Something else mm. is going on. If that many police officers are showing up, I'm sorry. I don't believe it. And even if they did have proof, I'd be like, OK, what do you want me to do about it? What am I supposed to do with my day now that you've given me proof that a 10 foot alien uh, was chilling in Miami? I'm out here in Miami <laughs> looking for the Uchi <laughs> daddy. <laughs> have you seen those maps uh, that show like the 
the number of sightings and they they map them onto the world and like almost 90% of them are in the US and then right. like the rest are in the UK and there's like very sparse throughout and mostly in the Anglosphere and the English speaking world and everywhere else it's almost like no one sees aliens it's kind of curious I don't yeah, know yeah it's almost like the US loves to talk about aliens <laughs> and sci-fi and has you know you know a whole sector of Hollywood dedicated to telling stories like this and that we might be a little preoccupied with the idea that they do exist and and we love to report our alien sightings. Guys, next story here. Dave Chappelle. Real quick, I just want to read the results of the poll. We sure. said we asked you guys if you believe in extraterrestrial life and 69% of you say yes, 32 or 68, 32 say no. Yeah, I mean, I'm open to the possibility that it exists. I wouldn't say I have a strong belief in either uh, direction because that would require even, you know, like a sliver of uh, of evidence. I've, people have speculated that there could be life on, on other planets. I'm I'm inclined to believe that maybe we are not the, the only beings, you know, out here in this great big universe. But who knows? Now, guys, Dave Chappelle is back uh, and... He's got this article here on Outkick. It says, Dave Chappelle is not shying away from transgender jokes. In fact, his newly released Netflix special, The Dreamer, the comedian is doubling down. Right on cue, the woke mob demanded Chappelle's cancellation, and 30 employees from Netflix's hub in Los Angeles even walked out of the building in protest. Now I saw that, and I said, I got to check out this special. I went, Netflix, click, watch. It was good. It was a good special, and I don't have really much more to say about this other than the fact that when you stand up to the mob of people who are trying to bring you down and you say, I don't care, and I'm going to continue to do what I'm, what I'm doing, in fact, I'm going to do it even harder. <laughs> you come out on the other end, and there's not a peep about it. Have you heard anybody say Dave Chappelle needs to be canceled in the wake of this new comedy special? Nope, because guess what? It, their bad behavior was not positively reinforced. They tried it the first time when the special came out with the first trans joke, and that didn't work because he didn't back down. And Netflix decided to back him and say, you know what? We're going to allow his special to stay on Netflix. And they learned that you cannot step to Dave Chappelle because he's going to continue to do what he's going to do and he's going to stand by his right to tell jokes. So now he gets to usher out a new special where he tells even worse jokes, quite frankly, which I'm not going to retell because I don't like retelling people's jokes. But he tells even worse jokes about the trans community, about, you know, people who are disabled or, or differently abled is how we say it these days, I guess, and not a peep from the woke mob, not a peep from leftists because they've learned, oh, we tried that and it didn't quite work. I really think you can bulletproof yourself in the wake of this stuff by just standing up for yourself and saying, yeah, I think I think that's ridiculous and I'm going to continue to do what I'm going to do, especially when you're a comedian. You know how, how I feel about comedy. I'm not going to give you the same speech again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, the, I think the reaction to this one felt so much less or so, so much so muted compared to the first time around. Like, I guess, like you said, people did again, walk out of Netflix, but that happened the first time. And, and there was more media coverage and more backlash on social media yeah. that uh, Chappelle was getting. And this time around, it's like, okay, well, our protests and our pressure to get him to bow to the cancel mob didn't work last time. And so now it's kind of lost its luster and lost its power the second time around. And, and I think Dave Chappelle's 
kind of giving a masterclass on how to deal with the cancel mob when they come after you, which is just not apologize to them. And then the next time you want to come out with a comedy special, open your act with the very thing that made them angriest than the first time around, just to show that they don't own you, they don't intimidate you. So yeah, kudos to Dave Chappelle. I wish we could show some of the this stuff on, on the show, but we would get copyrighted. And of course, you don't want to hear me or Amala try to retell his jokes. <laughs> so go check them out for yourself. Watch yeah. a special, but uh, kudos to Dave Chappelle. Yeah, we will not do them justice. Speaking of comedians, I'm not going to get into this on today's show, but I, I did think about speaking about this. I do want to put a poll in the chat down below. Did you guys watch the Club Shay Shay interview uh, with Cat Williams? You can just say, did you guys watch the Cat Williams interview? He is another iconic uh, black comedian and he was coming for people's throats uh, on uh, the the Shea podcast where he was talking about, you know, some possible, you know, like Illuminati stuff within Hollywood. He called out Kevin Hart. He called out Steve Harvey. He called out uh, Martin Lawrence. There was like so much stuff in that podcast. And uh, he went off and there was a lot of stuff shared that I feel like we could definitely talk about on this show. But I didn't know if you guys were like the audience. Are you guys watching that Cat Williams interview? Twelve <laughs> percent of people saw it. So, OK, maybe not. But. No, Some he, people have seen it. He went off so hard in that interview that in one day, I think it had 8.8 .8 million views on a two and a half hour interview. Uh, so just insane. Uh, he he left no stone unturned. I would love to get Cat Williams on this show, but he doesn't really do uh, interviews like that. I did see that Joe Rogan is going to invite him on his show, though, too. So Yeah, because he called out Joe Rogan. He was like, he don't want me on his show. And then right. Joe's like, no, dude, I don't have you. Yeah, so fingers crossed Cat Williams goes on his show and they get to delve into what he said uh, a little more because he just, like, scraped the surface. He called out Ludacris and essentially said that Ludacris had kind of sold his soul to... Uh, Hollywood in exchange for, you know, 10 movies at like $10 million a piece or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, of course, and I, I might mess up some of the figures there. And it's interesting because Ludacris has been real quiet, real quiet recently. You haven't heard a song from Ludacris. You haven't seen him doing any press, anything like that. All of a sudden, Cat Williams does this interview on Club Shay Shay, and then Ludacris is making a diss track to... Uh, to Cat Williams, not addressing really any of the allegations, which is interesting enough. You can bring somebody out of silence in order to address your allegations and they don't address them. I just have a feeling that some of what you're saying is true, but I digress. Let me know if you guys want me to talk about that on uh, this show at some point, because I did watch much of that interview and there's a lot to unpack there. Now, we don't have much more to talk about, but you guys have to help me understand this and I'm 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 banking on you guys. I'm I'm looking to you guys for advice and understanding. Why do women care so much about the Stanley Cup? I don't understand what's going on with the Stanley Cup. Now my sister has a Stanley Cup, uh, and I don't know if she's she's obsessed with Stanley's or she just happened to buy one or whatever, but these cups are trending and I'm sure you guys know what they are. If you don't, I'm going to show you a video of people within a Target. Now, a Stanley Cup is like an insulated cup that you can take around, hold your coffee, your water, or whatever. It's a glorified water bottle. And here is a group of women at Target collecting their Stanley Cup uh, in this new display they have. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
There's our limit too for guests. If I was a star, if I was a, a, a target employer, I'd be so annoyed. You know that target employee is sitting there just like, it's just watching the depravity play out in front of them and going, guys, you know there's two. Per guest, I would be so over my job at that point. If you had a bunch of girls running in here to get the Stanley Cup, here's another one. Apparently, the Stanley Cup is doing some sort of collaboration with Starbucks, and people are lining up before Target is open to go and get the Stanley Cups. Y'all remember, like, if you were going to go to a concert and it's general admission, and it's your favorite band or whatever, you'll show up to the venue at, like, 5 a.m. and wait there for the concert so you can get those front row seats. People are waiting for the front row seats to, to get a Stanley Cup. A Stanley Cup! This is crazy. 4 a.m. I told her, I'm like... Oh, okay. Yeah, I know, we're crazy. That's Don't right. judge us. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> it must have been a Honduran bucket. <laughs> you didn't know that you were coming? They're probably like those fools outside waiting. Wait, I'm not liking this. But it doesn't look like that many, though. It's like at least 30 to 40, like they said. So they're waiting. Oh, wow. They get this. inside. We got this. <laughs> Mom, you got two? The limit is two per person. You know he's saying that because he's just been conditioned. It's like a Pavlovian response now. Every time there's there's Stanley Cups in stock at the Starbucks, he has to be like two per person, two per person, because they're gonna trample him like a pack of bison to get a cup. Are are the straws lined with coke and fentanyl? I don't understand. <laughs> I literally don't understand why somebody would want. A Stanley Cup. Taylor, can you explain? Do you have anybody in your life that is addicted to Stanley Cups? Oh, well, yeah, my wife may or may not have a couple of them, but <laughs> oh, no. uh, that, that might be because she had one and then it was thought to be lost and then bought a replacement and the first one was found. So she's not that crazy, but uh, she texted me while you were saying that, while you brought up this topic and said, it's because I can hold it with one finger so I can easily hold other things. And the straw has a bigger <laughs> diameter, so it makes me drink more. She's trying to drink more water, so it helps her drink more. And I don't I don't know what the big fuss is about these things. People who get them are weird, but, oh my God. you know, whatever. Um, what is but going no, it, on? It literally gave me like, uh, I just watched the movie Jingle All the Way over the holidays when they're all trying to get the Turbo Man doll and they open up the doors and they knock the workers over totally gave me that energy and i do think it's it's overblown i think a few years ago it was kind of like the yeti trend and uh there's always some sort of like trendy little thing and this just happens to be one right now but i will say they are functional and uh they keep your drink cold for a long please of time. please they, uh give you plenty of i mean look at how much you can fit in here oh my god and you'll be drinking more water and you know i'm not saying that you have to line up at 4 a.m to get one but uh you know, they're, they're a nice little thing to have. Despite how Taylor kind of sounds right now, we are not sponsored by the Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so we should we be, maybe. not sponsored Your, your house Stanley can Cup. burn down and it will survive, apparently. That's the oh, legend now. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Yeah, I know. I did see that there was this woman's truck that caught on fire and her Stanley Cup still had ice in it afterwards or something like that. But it's still, I just don't, I don't understand how you could be, like, lining up in a store to go and buy an insulated cup i saw a video on tiktok i've seen multiple videos on tiktok of people with these cups right one girl has like a collection of over 250 stanley cups in 
her home. For what? I don't know, as you would only need, you know, one cup and you can just like wash it out. She wants to have a different Stanley cup every single day. I had, I had another video that I was gonna show you guys, but I, we're gonna get copyright claimed on the music. I can show you it without the music. This girl wants to buy her Stanley cup. And you know the little paper they have on it for when you buy it that you rip off and you throw in the trash. It's just to label the cup, right? She laminated the paper so she could have it in mint condition and put it back on her Stanley Cup so that she could have the original label that the Stanley Cup came came with. <laughs> That's like that Key and Peel sketch whenever they buy the new hat and they don't take their tag off or whatever, <laughs> and then it gets increasingly crazy and they have like the sweatshop worker on top of the guy's head fashioning the hat to show how new and fresh it is. Excuse me, that same it, energy. It like, really just is. use the product, man. You don't have to preserve the packaging. That's I don't strange. know. This really made me hate consumerism. I don't know what it was about this, but this gave me the ick in uh, more ways than I could possibly count. I'm trying to think of maybe an equivalent in my life of like when when I would have ever done something like this for like a, a product. I can't think of one. I can't think of one. Maybe a concert. Like I said, I'd line up for a concert pretty early if it was like general admission or something like that. But a damn cup, please. I know. There, well, growing up, there was like the Harry Potter books. People would line up for those or like dudes would line up for gaming consoles or new games being right. released back when you couldn't just download games. You had to physically go and buy them. So Black Friday. It, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, over a cup, it, it seems pretty strange. Yeah. I We're reaching peak peak levels of uh, consumerism in the year 2024. Uh, and with that being said, guys, we're going to get into your super chats. <laughs> Let's do, do you guys it. get why we put clown world on the thumbnail today? Because all these stories are just clown world to the max. It really is aliens that are, you know, just a BS story, people lining up for Stanley cups, the celebration of a, per a person convicted of second degree murder. And then these like, Names that are not going to be anything from this whole Jeffrey Epstein thing, which also, by the way, I forgot to talk about this one point on the Jeffrey Epstein thing. Megyn Kelly came out with this video about the fact that she's going to talk about uh, Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, it sounds kind of cryptic. I want you guys to listen to it really quick and then we'll get into Super Chats. And we're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact we're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year. Uh, and you may be even hearing from him directly more on that as i'm allowed to tell you what what does that mean you're going to be hearing from him directly now okay if i'm going to be like tinfoil hat on type of thing or whatever he's still alive right he didn't kill he didn't kill himself or he wasn't killed uh by whoever was responsible for killing him and jeffrey epstein is still alive and he's gonna come out with a you know full expose or something like that I swear if it's something small, like we have one of Jeffrey Epstein's journals and we're going to hear from him directly or something like that. And then you're spinning it like this in order in order to get people worked up. I'm going to be a little pissed. And I do love Megyn Kelly, but I'm going to be a little pissed if that's what it is. What does hearing from him directly mean? Please, guys. I don't know. Don't do that to us, Megan. Don't write checks you can't cash. Yeah, right. It's it's somebody said he recorded vlogs. It's gonna be like, hey guys, Jeffrey here. <laughs> gonna be on cameo. I'm meeting with a new client today. Oh, no. He's been hanging out with Tupac He's this whole time. He's gonna be on cameo. You can get the George Santos Jeffrey Epstein special on cameo Collab. now. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Make it stop. Make it stop, uh, please, please. All right. Well, into super chats. 
uh, Daniel Santana is kicking us off today as he it is his custom it first is. to uh, Super Chat, especially on Fridays. And he just says, happy Friday. So thank you, Daniel. All is right in the world when you're first. We appreciate uh, Diva you, Dawn says, hi, I got the first Super Chat today. Have a good weekend. Oh, no. Oh, no. She was Diva. just behind. Second. Second. I always find but. it hilarious. Like every time we post a video on YouTube, it doesn't matter. Short picture, whatever. Somebody's going to comment first. And like the first five comments are always like first, first, first. And uh, yeah. more than likely you are not first. Also, why do people do that? <laughs> just human, human nature. Human guess, nature. You know? We want to claim Little kids the land. lining up in kindergarten, you know, they're like, I'm first. Give it to me first. Like, yeah. That's the, the thing. <laughs> but you guys are both first in our hearts. You are. Uh, Diva Dawn again says, oh, dang, rejected. Oh, I got beer. I got beat by mere seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it happens Tragic. like that sometimes. We don't think it'd be like that, but it do. <laughs> Sun Sumi says, been catching up. Apparently, I've been neglecting my parasocial relationships. We're always here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> always here. Luckily, the, the the live streams live on, as do the other yep. content forms. So you can always go back and catch up. Yep. But Sun Sumi, I do recognize your name. I know you're a regular super chatter. So I'm glad you're back. <laughs> yes. Uh, AVJR says, hi, Amala. I remember I asked you about the iHeartRadio's alter ego. Paramore dropped because of an unforeseen circumstance. I decided to put my ticket on sale. Ah. Also, Dave Chappelle special is funny. That was, yeah, the Dave Chappelle special is uh, is funny. I don't normally laugh at comedy. I normally just like think internally, oh, that was a really good joke and that was witty. I did laugh a couple times in watching uh, Dave Chappelle's special. But more so than that, I'm like, oh, good setup. I love when... A comedian can like start somewhere really specific, go on like a 15 minute, you know, storyline that is woven with jokes. And then they just circle back to where they started with the punchline. And it's, it gets me every time. I'm like, it's masterful. Wonderful. Uh, and he did that all throughout the special. Really great. Uh, in terms of the iHeartRadio thing. That was where the 1975 was performing with Paramore, I believe, if I remember Think correctly. So. Yeah, I didn't get to make that either i'm sorry you didn't get to make it but if paramore wasn't there then maybe it wasn't worth it i feel you on that except Haley williams probably doesn't like any of us she she hates she hates a right winger she says if you're uh, like i think she said on stage one time like if you support ron DeSantis, you're dead to me or something oh, yeah. absolutely crazy now i'm not coming out as like a ron DeSantis supporter or anything like of that nature when it comes to endorsement i'm just saying clearly she doesn't like right wing people Alas, uh, Cozy Keys says, not going to lie, Tyler with them blue eyes could be pulling Mad 304's no homo. <laughs> Lucky for his wife locking that down. Yeah, there Yeah, good go. for Tyler, whoever that is. I don't yeah. know who you're talking about. But, uh, <laughs> Who's Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but fun fact, my wife was not attracted to blonde hair, blue eyed guys, or mm -hmm. so she has told me it was not her type, but I guess I overcame somehow, but... I I'm lucky for locking her down, though, because she's a hottie. There you go. <laughs> Celtic Blacksmith says, Cozy Keys better be careful trying to slide in and steal away the Taylor fan club's parasocial lover boy, LMFAO. <laughs> Taylor, what is going on today, guys? You're getting a lot of love. They missed you. Oh, my goodness. Apparently. <laughs> Dean, Dean Hunt. Cannot believe Taylor grew that rig in just one week. Happy 2024, everyone. Hasn't it started great? Well, it hasn't started great based on these... Um, Comments and the clown world stories this week. And I hurt my back this week. So I've been sidelined from the gym. Yeah. But other than that, 2024 is going great. And I appreciate the love, I think. 
from y'all. <laughs> it's love. It's love at the heart of it, Taylor. Don't worry. Oh my god. People are Taylor saying Franklin. Taylor, so. our boy. Taylor is my favorite white boy. <laughs> uh, thanks, I think. Favorite again. white boy. Our next super chat was from Taylor Fan Club, who says, Whoa, slow your roll there, cozy keys. Guys, uh, guys, ladies, please. Please, guys. <laughs> He's only one uh, man. I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. There's plenty to go around. <laughs> Soon you'll be uh, able to upload Taylor's consciousness to AI, and then you guys yeah. can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, you can't. I do not consent. <laughs> I'm not going to Meta and getting my whole face and body scanned so people can have a yeah. avatar interaction. We'll with name me. your AI chatbot Tyler. Tyler, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, no thanks. Okay, moving on. Pitland44 says, well, at least the aliens have finally started to attack. So we've got that to look forward to, which is nice. Yeah, dude, are you kidding me? An alien has the, you know wherewithal and technology to land on earth and then decides you know what miami bayside mall is where i'm gonna kick it and i'm gonna walk at the pace of like two miles per hour uh and just chill there that's is that really what we envision an alien invasion being like or looking like guys and let, let's be so for real let's be so for real and I paused and zoomed in on that video. I do not see anything resembling a shape of an alien or anything close to it. So I really don't know yeah. where all this is coming from. It's but. people who already believe it filling in the blanks. And you'll, you know that because why do all of these alien sightings sound exactly the same in the description of the creature that they saw? It's just like, come <laughs> on. Come on. Unless... That's really what they look like. Right, Amala. right. And then we're just actually, we're just gaslighting we a bunch of people who have actually seen aliens. Yeah, conspiracy music yeah. programmed on the show. We're, we're going to, it's our New Year's resolution to add some more fun sound effects and music uh, to right. put in throughout the show. So we're working on it. This is the music we have now, and it's not good. <laughs> you guys don't want to hear this during Super Chats. <laughs> so bad. So we're going to no. work on that. Do you guys have any bangers that are non-copyright public domain send them our please way. let us know if you if we got any beat makers in the in the chat uh-huh make us a custom low not lo-fi what's the trap track yeah, or something trap to beat. play during yeah trap beat or super chats that would be dope that would be uh diva dawn again says demi lovato said calling them aliens is offensive she said we should call them extraterrestrials i do remember that she was like that is not pc to call them aliens which is just hilarious um you know what all the best to demi i hope she's hope she's doing good i think she's engaged now which good for her good for her find that love sis. um our <laughs> Martin Turner says nothing but sends a little laughing pear emoji, looks like. So thank Love you, that. Martin. Shout out to all the pears. From Australia. Uh, AVJR again says, hi again. Forgot to mention, I was at Dave Chappelle's comedy show two years ago at the Hollywood Bowl where he got tackled. It was an iconic fun night. Yeah, that, that would have been crazy. All the celebrities coming out to, to help him out, which he talks about extensively on uh, in this new special. So, yeah, that would have been nuts. I can't imagine having gone through that, uh, what that would be like to get attacked while you're doing a, a special and then you have to continue doing your doing your uh, performance. Dude, between uh, that and, and was it Chris Rock with Will Smith? Mm -hmm. you know, black comedians in Hollywood been having an <laughs> interesting a couple of years. Tough man. It's time. Not, not safe up there. Right. 
didn't they? I think so. Whoever, whoever it was, I don't remember who it was. It was like some rappers and athletes or something, but like they beat the crap out of that guy that rushed the stage. And oh the, yeah. The hell and the videos I forgot came who out. he said it was like Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Was it John Stewart. It was some, some, it was a crazy <laughs> list of people. I don't know. I don't remember who it was, but it was a crazy list. Yikes. Uh, Satma dude says the truth is there was an alien in Miami, but it quickly warped back to its home planet after Taylor told it one of his pickup lines. Wow. Taylor tried to raise up an alien and it, it just decided this is not the planet I, for I me. I said, are those astronaut pants? Because your butt's out of this world. Wow. And straight back to space. That was quick, Taylor. That, <laughs> that was quick. I, I got to give you that. You have, you know, <laughs> I've got a, a few bad jokes and and cheesy pickup lines ready to go at all times this is very true uh uh taylor fan club again says you said it well amala i hate that everyone on the list was grouped into being involved as though they got off the plane and thought oh boy this is what i was hoping for yeah it's just like okay come on uh, realistically most of the people on that list had no idea what was going on for if you had that many people uh with like knowledge and cognizance of what's going on it's probably not like what type of criminal are you that you have that many people in the know about what you're doing uh it just doesn't really make all that much sense to me now i imagine the actual list of people who knew about the wrongdoings or who were involved in the wrongdoings is probably going to be very long but they're strategic about that. They're not going to let us know. Uh, and yeah, we should definitely hold off on making these huge accusations against people when we don't have any information because you wouldn't want that to happen to you. Imagine if some like dude you bump shoulders with in like 2005 ends up being like uh, some sort of career criminal and they go, oh, remember that time in 2005 when you like took a photograph with him at a party? You're a pedophile too? That'd be crazy. So maybe... We should treat others how we would want to be treated. Yeah, it's like we talk about with the Me Too stuff, like innocent until proven guilty. And that's I mean, due process yep. as a thing for a reason. I mean, Always. So Got to abide by that. I think we saw this week Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show and, and insinuated that Jimmy Kimmel had some sort of connection with Epstein. And then yeah. Jimmy Kimmel came out and was like, dude, I'm going to sue you. I've never had any contact with the guy. But then some other people found a video of his cook being rubbing shoulders with Epstein or something. So, ah, but it gets into a mess. But again, you can't draw conclusions from that. You can't make insinuations. And hopefully Aaron Rodgers has a good lawyer because he looks like he's going to get sued. That's a fat lawsuit if you say it in the wrong way. It really is. You have to be very careful. Uh, Let's see. Some dude says, actually, the aliens left because it heard the 1975. Of course. Wow. He's always got to take a shot. for that. Dude, uh, you know, if I was an if I was an alien in the first city in the United States, I got to experience is Miami. I would leave too. <laughs> I would most definitely leave too. Sorry to all the Miamians. You don't want to party in the city where the heat is on all night at the beach Miami, at the break of dawn. Miami's the Welcome worst. Welcome to Miami. <laughs> Miami's uh, the worst. Professor Batts says, "Hi, Amala. Greets to you and your crew from Germany. Been following for two weeks, and I have to say, you are one cool woman, level-headed in oh, your opinions." Thank you. That's so nice. You're making me blush. Danke. <laughs> Thanks for watching from Germany. Uh, Emil Svedjefal says, "Hi, all. I have an ignorant question as I try to understand American politics. Uh, what do you think Scared. of Stephen Crowder and John Oliver?" I find I partly agree with both. Good luck with my name from Sweden. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't really watch 
either of them. I will watch the occasional uh, monologue from John Oliver because I do think his monologues are very interesting, although many times very biased. It's very interesting to hear uh, some of the stories that he puts together and he talks about some really interesting topics. I do not listen to Steven Crowder, I'm going to be honest, although there are probably many points that I would uh, agree with him on. He's just not for me. So I guess that's where I stand on the, the two of them. I also don't super dislike John Oliver. I don't think... You know, we align on many of our views, uh, but I like some of the stuff he does. I just like him. I haven't found anything that he's done that I thought was funny. I feel like he's a bad faith. Like, Do you ever just... watch his monologues? His like how he starts his show with like the 20 to minute be fair, segments? The only ones that I see are the ones that make it to Twitter because he's usually like attacking some gotcha. uh, liberal or conservative person who doesn't uh Follow leftist dogma. So right. I guess that's my the only sample I have. But I, so I'm sure he's done funny things that I could laugh at. But yeah, I whenever I look him up, so like, okay, obviously he did one recently on Elon Musk. I'm probably not going to agree with him on that. He's <laughs> done one like on freight trains, organ and body donations, dollar stores. Those are the ones that I'll watch because I'm like, oh, that's what a, what a niche topic to be talking about. And like, what could you possibly have, you know, 30 minutes worth of, of dialogue about on that topic? And I'll watch him and be like, oh, okay, I learned something. So yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. He's all right. And let me know how I did with the name, Emil. I'm trying with the pronunciations, guys. It's tough. Um, RP Awareness here says, hey there, gang. Do you guys feel that the tide is turning against DEI, feminism, or woke agenda? I think we might be finally winning. Mm, I don't know. I feel like every few months like we discuss whether or not that's the case. I think it's still very, very much present in there. Many forces working towards that end. So I don't know that the tide is necessarily turning. I do think more and more people are becoming aware of it and calling it out. So uh, we have that. But I don't know, like, who has the the most control. Upper hand. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I think I don't I don't think it's getting further entrenched in our institutions further. Uh, but I don't know that we're necessarily like removing them from from power like right. we it was cool we saw claudine gay was removed from from harvard this past week or removed herself i guess i should say that was yesterday's video if you guys want to check that out but uh you know they're just going to replace her with someone who still believes in all that orthodoxy and all mm -hmm. that so um we almost talked about uh mark cuban was on twitter or x this week defending uh, the use of dei in organizations and saying well this is all just about you know, being more competitive because having diversity helps you relate to communities better and have a better product. And then someone was like, well, or Elon smashed him. Do you have that? Up yeah, online? I do. I do. So he said diversity, good businesses look where others don't to find employees that will put your business in the best position possible to succeed. You may not agree, but I take it as a given. And it's essentially him endorsing diversity. And then Elon says, cool. So when should we expect to see a short white Asian woman on the maps? Because that is the team that Mark Cuban owns. So, uh, <laughs> NBA. Yeah, and so, you, you won't, you will never ever see that. But it's but I saw another guy, uh, Bill Ackman, who had a big hand in at least advocating for Claudine Gay to resign from Harvard. He's another billionaire, and he said, mm. responded to Mark Cuban, and was like, "I used to tell myself about DEI everything that you're saying." in this thread, but you have to look at the fruit that it produces, the reality of the mm -hmm. discrimination and the racism and the poor performance and the poor product that it ends up creating and uh, rest, wrestle with that and confront that reality head on. And he's, he's like, I fought this for a long time and had my head in the sand and now I've been woken up and hopefully Mark Cuban and 
people, other people who are influencers and movers and shakers in the culture are doing the same, but I think it remains to be seen. Yep. So there's your answer. RP. Uh, Diva Dawn again says, they all sell their souls to make it big in Hollywood. I think that was referring to Gypsy Rhodes. Oh, I think we're talking about uh, Cat Williams. The Cat, Cat Williams, Williams interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could be anybody really <laughs> Yeah, at this you point. could literally apply it to anything <laughs> we talked about. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's interesting because you guys know I'm not a religious person. I'm not a particularly spiritual person. So when it comes to this idea of selling one's soul, I don't particular, I'm not particularly convinced by that. However, I would believe that there are uh, groups of people within Hollywood that have a concentration of power, uh, of, of network and of control that would offer said service services and that network and power to people in exchange for their their servitude or some to some extent and uh, in exchange for them being you know a little pawn in whatever game that they're playing we don't know this to be true uh, it's not yet been confirmed but there are so many people that you know enter hollywood stay in hollywood come out of hollywood and say yeah, there were moments where I had this this offer and it was placed in front of me and I either, you know, took it or, you know, stepped away from it. Cat Williams seems to insinuate many times throughout the Club Shay Shay uh, interview that he was offered it um, and, and stepped away from it. He even goes as far as to say that uh, he and Kevin Hart were given very similar offers and Kevin Hart decided to take it and he decided to uh, to not do that again with with Ludacris, he talks about that as well. It's interesting. He says he has the receipts too, which I don't know what that means or what that looks like. Uh, but I've heard many a person, you know, public figure, uh, ex celebrity, uh, influencers talk about their time in Hollywood, the things that they'll see at parties, the offers that they get, uh, and then you know, there's no, nothing there to substantiate it because it's hearsay. So, mm, Q. Tinfoil hat music and tinfoil mm-hmm. hats. There we go. But, I need to do an yeah. episode about conspiracy theories. Uh, that's what John. John was telling me you need to do an episode about your favorite conspiracy theories. So uh, one day <laughs> Bohemian we'll do Grove. That. <laughs> Bohemian Grove Theory mattress cooking. firm, <laughs> Illuminati. Oh, oh my things. gosh! And then the next day, I uh, won't arrive for the show, and it'll come out that I've harmed myself or something. <laughs> it disappeared. Oh, oh God! God forbid. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so dark. Okay, moving on. Um, Show Me Your Kitties says, Shabbat Shalom, girly. I love your shows and would give more money. Unfortunately, I'm a millennial, so most of us are broke. Oh, (laughs) girl, don't worry about it. Keep your money. We appreciate your support. I'm so glad that you're you're listening and and you felt the need to send to Super Chat. That's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Aquí Soltando Todo says, those Stanley Cups are reselling for $140 plus on eBay right now. It's crazy. Dude, that's nuts. Wasn't there a time where like prime energy drinks were like selling in the UK for hundreds of dollars or something because they didn't get they didn't have access to them. So people in the US were just like buying up prime and shipping it overseas. I don't know. It's just it's just, um, you know, sometimes I look at the, the rate of consumerism and how far it's gone. And I just can't deal with where we're at. And it does black pill me a little bit. But hey, I, you know, if you love your Stanley Cup, then. That's okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, supply and demand. Scarcity <laughs> drives the price demand, up. Supply and I guess. Well, capitalism for you. Uh, love it and hate it, I guess. Yes. <laughs> uh, RP awareness here. So have you guys noticed that it is like 99% women getting those cups? Honestly, I think it's the so that women who get the cup can flex on their girlfriends who don't. I mean, maybe that's got to be 
some element of it, uh, I think, especially with young girls. But yeah, it is. It's a female forward product, uh, most definitely. Almost exclusively, I just see women lining up to get the, the Stanley Cup. Yeah, do you ever see guys like line up in droves on any like trending type of like mm. product or item? If you guys can think of anything, put it in the chat. Well, yeah, I you were saying like earlier, like video games, gaming systems. Yeah, but that's more like I wouldn't say it's like they're doing it because it's trendy. They're doing it because it's like this is the awesome video game yeah. that you have to play, yeah. which I guess is trending in its own way. But right. I'm PS5, trying to think of something, yeah, a little bit more, yeah, definitely for PS5s. Oh my gosh, I'm sure you guys were trampling each other to uh, to get those. But I'm trying to think of something as more uh, as ridiculous as a cup. Um, I'm sure. One I time, can... there was um, a limited release of Szechuan sauce at McDonald's. They did a collab with Rick and Morty, and oh, apparently yes, that's a big I thing. Remember Rick that? And Morty. Yeah, I was driving home from uh, from the beach one day in, in LA, and I drove past this McDonald's on La Brea. And there was literally a line of people like down the street uh, trying to get into McDonald's to get part of this limited release because there's only doing it at certain locations around the country. Yeah. Anyways, the Popeye's chicken sandwich, the spicy chicken sandwich. Uh, I remember Uh, when people were going crazy. Shoes. Yep. Shoes, Crocs, Uggs (laughs) for girls. I remember when that was a thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I guess I guess we all have our quirks. It's not limited to all female only thing. No. Um, Pedro Rodriguez says the only Stanley Cup I care about is the one I want the LA Kings to get this year. <laughs> there you go. I saw it Babylon B made some joke about the, the Stanley Cup or something like suddenly women care about the Stanley Cup or something to that effect. <laughs> uh, hilarious. Uh, Daniela Ray says longtime viewer, first time commenter. Y'all are doing an amazing job. Did you hear Megan Kelly teases the conspiracy that Epstein is still alive? Yes, we did. And I hope that's actually what she's teasing. And she actually has, you know, evidence to substantiate uh, that claim and that it's not just uh, a cliffhanger to get people to continue to watch. Uh, Taylor Fan Club says, speaking of comedians, I meant to ask you this month's back. How do you feel about being followed by comedian Christina Pazinski? host of YMH and Where My Mom's At, and politician Tulsi Gabbard on your Instagram. Oh, uh, is Christina, she's Tom Segura's wife? I think she is. I think she is Tom Segura's wife. Uh, I think she's cool. I I like her a lot. I also really like Tulsi Gabbard a lot, so I'm glad that uh, they seemingly like my content. Maybe not. Maybe it's a hate follow. No, I think Tulsi is uh, most definitely (laughs) in support of, and I think possibly Christina. She seems like her in in Tom, if I'm remembering her correctly, are very much not with the the woke stuff that is going on uh, currently. So shout out to them. Yeah, they need to bring you on their pod. Oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Speaking of pods and people who follow you, Joe Rogan needs to bring you on ASAP, just saying. Joe Rogan follows me on Instagram. I feel like I'm not interesting enough to like be on other people's podcasts because I'm like, first of all, Tom Segura and Christina, like they're super funny. So I'm not going to be able to like crack jokes. I'm just going to be like chilling. <laughs> I'm just going to be chilling with you guys. And like Joe Rogan, you need, like, you need something big, I feel like, for, for yeah, Joe you need Rogan. An angle. You need an angle, guys. Give Let's me an angle. Let's go do something sensational, Amla, for clicks. <laughs> right. Go line up and go ruffle get some a Stanley feathers. Cup at four in the morning. Sorry, I don't have do a PR gene, guys. I can't. Can't do it. Uh, 2024, it's our year. <laughs> uh, let's see. Old Renaissance Nerd oh. says, first time catching your live, your stream live. Super, uh, super chat makes me want to say, have you lost your bleeping minds? FYI, Epstein in the title, 
YouTube limiting visibility. Ah, uh, maybe. I don't wouldn't know. Wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me, but also everybody's talking about it right now. So we'll see how it how it does in post. We can typically tell when things are getting stifled. So Sheffrey Schmetstein. Yeah, Sheffrey Schmetstein. <laughs> Uh, Gabriel Echemendi says, sadly, it was late today, but happy new year. And I'm excited to see what you guys accomplished this year. Oh, thank you so much. We are too. We have no idea what it's going to be, but we're, yeah. we're here for it. We'll let you know when we figure it out. <laughs> Celtic Blacksmith says, first super chat on Amala's live show, greater than some cheap ass chinseum cup. Chinseum cup. cup. Uh, I imagine that's talking about the Stanley cup. But Chineseum cup, oh, oh, like made from Chinese. Oh, got it. <laughs> I would agree. Thank you so much for your support. I'm glad that uh, you guys aren't waiting in target lines for Stanley Cup and Starbucks collapse. <laughs> Please don't do Hazy it. Hazy Kuribo says, happy Friday and happy new year. Uh, do either of you have any new year's resolutions? Mine is to read more. It's going well so far, Ooh. hoping it sticks. I don't typically do like a New Year's resolution because I, you know, I have my own theories about not not theories, just my own. Uh, how do I how do I put this? I don't like being uh, sort of bogged down to having one set time where you give yourself resolutions. If I think of something that I need to do yeah. in my life, I'll, I'll try to implement it. You know, whenever I think of it, rather than like being like, oh, in January I'm gonna start doing this. But just in a general sense of things, just health and fitness and wellness is what I'll be focusing on this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am mostly the same. I don't like, you know, relegating goal setting to like the beginning of the year. I'm like, if that was a better way have to put to it, make it a revel. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you have to make it a resolution, like, why didn't you do it already? <laughs> you know, right. well, uh, but Having said that, I do think it's a good time to maybe take inventory. And I, uh, my wife actually wanted to sit down and like write out in all these different categories, different goals that we have for this year, things we'd like to see accomplished in all these different domains of life. And it was actually a really healthy exercise. We sat down for like over an hour probably and just talked through everything that's on our minds and where we'd like to, you know, be physically, financially in our relationships and different areas. And it was just a good thing, especially in our relationship to kind of get on the same page. And so, and part of that, I ended up, uh, setting, I didn't know you could do this, but you can make your phone, like turn off almost all the apps, um, or any apps that you choose at a certain time. Mm -hmm. And she was getting onto me for scrolling Twitter too late at night and stuff. So <laughs> uh, my phone now like completely shuts down at 11 PM. All I can do is like, listen to, uh, an audiobook or a podcast and take notes or like do the audio Bible or something like that. And that's pretty much it. Pretty um, good. and, but that's, that's healthy for me. Cause I can waste a lot of time yep. uh, late at night. Cause I have, I have difficulty falling asleep. So anyway, there's some, some color that's on that. Nice. One. Like that. It's a cute couple thing to do. Love that for you. Love that for you. <laughs> Corey Hunter says if there was an alien invasion, uh, half of America would join tempting. What? I don't what understand that. that. Like join the aliens? <laughs> join the aliens invading us? Probably. I don't know. I don't know what that means. But you know what? Maybe. Ali <laughs> uh, says, thanks for keeping a chill P.O. box this year. There you go. That's a good New Year's resolution. Yeah, we need to set that up. My <laughs> wife said, if, if people ask for that one more time, box. I'm going to set y'all up one. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Ansley. I'll do it. I will do it. Maybe I can do that this weekend. Maybe the post office is open tomorrow, I think. I'll check it All out. right. 
We'll hold you to it. Sorry, Accountability, guys. guys. Accountability. Uh, RP Awareness Year again says, my three soundboard suggestions are She Belongs to the Streets, She Needs Jesus, uh, last but not least, Oshia 304, send the asteroid now. These are LOL, not best show ever. going to be on the soundboard, Alex. They are, <laughs> it's not happening, guys. <laughs> She's for the streets. <laughs> so this is a record scratch. I just hit on it accidentally. Um, but yeah, we will work on the soundboard, guys, and we will have some more fun stuff to put on it. Uh, and if but. you have suggestions, let us know in uh, Discord yeah. or Patreon. Not She's for like, the yeah. streets, okay? I feel like that would kind of be funny, but... <laughs> We react to enough, uh, you know, so. like gym girls and it's stuff. Too like whatever that, podcast so. for me. I can't. I can't. Yeah, it's true that. Too red pill manosphere. Mm-hmm. Speaking of our P awareness here, also says Taylor. Not gonna lie, the uh, the astronaut pants pickup line almost deleted me because I fell out of my chair from laughter. Kings, you gotta stop simping, even if it's on Amala. Stay strong, men. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Well, that was a win for you, Taylor. A win is a win. I don't know. I mean. It's a really cheesy joke. Um, so I don't know what that says, but I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, I'm like ready to start wearing Sperry's and and polo t-shirts oh, and just goodness. go fold and wear, wear a fanny pack to amusement parks and paint my nose completely white and sunscreen. Just yep. bring it on. Taylor is ready for it. He's bad waiting era. for that era. That's his next Imagine. era. <laughs> uh, bad ideas poorly stated says, so what exactly is wrong with virtue signaling? For me growing up, religion was the outrage culture censoring everything. Now it's the left. Could, could shared anger simply be more efficient slash easier slash help? I'm a little confused by that. Shared anger? I never think anger is the answer uh, for for most things in life. You're not going to hear that endorsement from me typically. I think there are just better ways to deal with conflict in different uh, situations. I'm not for the the outrage camp, typically. Yeah, yeah. I think that a lot of the censoriousness that we see from the left could be, yeah, a reaction to an overly sort of uh, paternalistic, patriarchal culture that, you know, was maybe more the problem of the past, but you don't want to be in either ditch. You want Mm -hmm. to just let people live their lives and air their opinions and respect free speech and all of that. And as far as something being wrong with virtue signaling, it's, it depends if it's done in a self-aggrandizing way, then yeah, it's, it's bad. But you know, if, if you're, if what you're calling virtue signaling is people adhering to virtues Mm -hmm. and norms and signaling a reverence for certain good things, then I I can, I could see how virtue signaling could be a good thing. Yeah. It's all about the connotation, I guess, that you give the, the term. Uh, Alicia Iris says, y'all should check out Emma Stone and Nathan Fielder's The Curse. You would love it. Very relevant to the show, I think. I've been getting so many recommendations of things that I needed to watch, and I will tell you exactly what's on my list right now. I need to watch uh, The Boy and the Heron. I need to watch Poor Things. I need to watch uh, The Rehearsal with Nathan Fielder. I need to watch The Curse with Emma Stone and Nathan Fielder. Uh, And... uh, there's a ton of other things uh, that on the list that I can't think of right now. I recently watched Saltburn because everybody was talking about that movie and freaking out about it and saying like, oh, this movie's disgusting. It's crazy. It's all this, blah, blah, blah. I didn't think it was like the worst thing in the world. I actually thought it was pretty a pretty good uh, movie. I thought Barry Keegan in it, or I hope that's how you say his name, Keoghan, Keegan, uh, was wildly talented, put on an amazing performance. So did uh, Jacob Elordi. 
Uh, did you guys watch Saltburn? Can we put that in as a poll down below? And if so, what did you think? This might not be the right audience for Saltburn, but uh, let me know if you watched it. Okay, I just made a poll. I saw that it exists uh, like yesterday when I was doing research on IMDb for this Star Wars video that's coming out tomorrow. I um, don't think you would like it, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, I probably think, wouldn't. I don't think, given some of the, the nature of some of the scenes in it, I don't think you or okay. Ansley would appreciate uh, Saltburn. It gets very... Um, for me. I read these plot summary and I was like, this or not plot summary, but whatever, the, the teaser about it. it oh, okay. did not look very appealing to me yeah. just on its face. So there's a few scenes that I think would be shocking. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Celtic Blacksmith says, Amelie, you're in the perfect spot, popular enough to make an impact and yet quiet enough to feel connected to your fans. Like our goofy goober buddy. Hey, I'm a goofy goober, yeah. <laughs> goofy goober. I was watching SpongeBob for the first time in a really long time uh, when I was in Miami because the hotel just has like basic cable, uh, and that was awesome. So I'm glad that you just reminded me of that. But yeah, I do think we're in a good spot as the show. We have like a nice, comfortable audience. We all get together, you know. It, it feels uh, feels comfortable. It's nothing, hmm. nothing too crazy but good enough that where the message is getting out because every time I leave my house I get to meet so many of you who are who like the message is resonating with and you found a little community here which is, just blows my mind it's crazy so yeah I like where we're at it's a good good day uh Lorraine Grubb says DEI programs fail because companies don't follow job criteria to meet quotas key is to widen their network to find qualified diverse candidates Wait, read the first part? Sorry, I missed the first DI part. DEI programs fail because companies don't follow job criteria to meet quotas. Key is to widen their network to find qualified diverse candidates. Well, yeah, I think you should just, the thing is to not discriminate, which is, you know, where we should have started in the first place. And to not discriminate means exactly that, to open up your pool of, of candidates. And with an open pool of candidates, Anybody could get the job, white person, black person, Asian person. Quotas is where we really, uh, we fumbled the bag. And just a couple more here. Um, it's T says, managed to catch the show live for the first time as I worked. Love the show and also love hearing about Taylor's wife, LOL. Love from <laughs> England. Maybe we need to have her on the show one day. <laughs> yeah, apparently. We need to have her do a, a, a book review or something. Yeah, She's yeah. A, a bookstagrammer, so... Y'all go follow her bookstagram, Ansley Books, A-N-S-L-E-Y-B-O-O-K-S. Shameless plug. That'll make her happy. Yeah, go follow um, Ansley. She's dope. You can see if she come on. I don't know. Uh, could do a, a couples Yeah, well, uh, next time episode. we do a couples episode. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> so fun. That'd be great. Uh, Corey Hunter says, the hmm, tempting was just a bad joke. I just meant people will support the weirdest stuff. What was he I referring to before? <laughs> Sorry, guys, I forget. I have like the memory of a goldfish. It's like this hmm emoji, so I can't always communicate the emojis in a uh, effectively. I'm but sorry, uh, I don't recall. You are vindicated. You are. It's less weird <laughs> because now. we don't remember. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> but it's for the record for anyone watching them. They will know. Yes, yeah, so. you guys will know. You guys you will go. remember. Is that the last super uh, chat? Uh, I think this is like two more. Okay. Uh, uh, RP Awareness again says, best idea ever. You guys got to get the P.O. box set up and make a support wall behind you guys filled with member sent memorabilia. Thoughts? Yeah, I've thought about doing that. We do need to do something uh, to that effect. Um, I, yeah, so maybe yeah, you I'll were going to have like featured records 
every month or yes, whatever. Which the things you're still listening have there. to. I just need a little record stand. It was going to go in the second shot on that shelf right there. Boom. Mm. The record of the month. Uh, but I feel like the records might be a little bit too big to fit on that shelf, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, but I like that idea. If you guys send cool stuff, we can put yeah. it back there. I don't want to like promise that anything you send will be put there because <laughs> Lord knows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, don't I'm trying to get cluttery real fast, but mm-hmm. we can feature things. Yes, we can. Um, Pumpkin Cow Cat on the Moon says, uh, good evening, love the show. Wanted to know what LPs you have behind you. Much love from Scotland. Oh, let's take a look. Let's see. Okay. I'll just pull, I'll pull a few of them. See what I got. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Paul Simon, greatest hits. (laughs) Love the 70s. Peter, Paul, and Mary. Also, 70s hits. The best of bread. Are you kidding me? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Okay, Gigi. Wonderful musical. We've spoken about it on the show. If you're an OG, you'll remember. Gone with the Wind. Uh, This is the score from that movie. It's my grandmother's favorite film. And by association, one of my favorites as well. And then this is Carousel. A wonderful musical. Uh, Old school Rodgers and Hammerstein musical. I have a lot of musical records because your girl loves musical theater so there's more here like you know thoroughly modern millie i have a whole like stephen sondheim the best of his uh creations in musical theater ton of stuff and i need to go back to the record store and get more but yeah that's a little preview of that look at you all tasteful and classy can i say i'm all yeah musical i'm a theater nerd (laughs) also so you guys can make fun of me for that i'll take it that's dope. Yeah, you got your money's worth with that super chat. That was cool. I'm sure a lot of people are, have been wondering that. Yeah, I have more. We'll, uh, we'll do the second shelf next time. <laughs> <laughs> For double donations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lorraine Grubbs says, go see Godzilla minus one. It is not your typical monster movie. It is set post-World War II and has actual character development and suspense. Okay, I've never seen a Godzilla I've, film. Yeah, I've heard about this, actually, and normally I would not be that interested. I think this is a Japanese movie, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Um, But uh, a respected movie critic that I follow, because he's actually, like, even killed and and I like him. But he put this as one of his top, like, five movies of the year. Oh, wow. And uh, it normally would never do that with, like, action movies or anything like this. So um, I've heard great things about that as well. I need to check it out. Um couple more gosh you guys keep trickling in at the very end but we're almost mm-hmm. done we're gonna go through these quick lamar says do you like star wars just asking sorry for the unrelated question <laughs> i've actually never it's funnily enough uh tomorrow's video it's not necessarily unrelated tomorrow's video is going to be about star wars and the newest director that has been hired that's all i'm gonna say uh but no i'm not a star wars fan whatsoever i just like speak about things when the bat signal goes out and that's for woke stuff i haven't seen star wars i haven't seen star trek i haven't seen any of the any other star franchise no lord of the rings i've seen a few of the harry potters uh but not all of them so i've managed to stay away from these uh super large franchises i don't know what for what reason i can tell you when i was a kid i stayed away from star wars because i was like oh that's for boys Mm. uh (laughs) i'm a girl So I'm and I, on the other hand, grew up maybe. loving Star Wars. My yeah. dad got us on them very young. And then I was like in my early teens. I'm not even like I was like 10, 9 or 10 years old when the new, uh, the new, the prequels came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so kind of grew up with those. And then I got 
very jaded and heartbroken when the new sequels came out and hated them so much that I've never watched Star Wars ever since. I never watched the last Damn. one. And maybe one day I'll watch The Mandalorian because I know everyone says it's great and it's fun and nice and nothing bad in it. But I just am mm. so dead inside with what they did to Star Wars that I just can't bring myself to watch any of it anymore. So. Tragicistan. Tragicistan, I know. But at least we got the classics. And thank so God we got Lord of the Rings, uh, a faithful adaptation before they could get their grubby paws on those two. People need to know when to stop. That's my thing. Like when you need to know when to stop at some point. Yeah. Um, Guilherme de Kiko says, hello again from Brazil. I hope you had a good new year with your families. I'm starting a Prager Force club for game developers who share a point of view. Oh, cool. That's fun. Because I know that in gaming, there's a whole lot of, you know, mischief. Shall we call it treachery <laughs> when it comes to like wokeness and leftist ideology. Yeah. So it's cool to be developing something uh, alternative to that. Yeah, I just got to the part in uh, the wizarding. What's the Harry Potter game called? The Hogwarts Legacy. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been playing that in bits and pieces. And I got to the part where you meet the three broomsticks person who runs it. And it's a trans person. And I was like, this yeah. this is a woman's face, but it has a male voice. Is this a trans person? I looked it up and show enough. Show enough put is. put that in there. The new GTA game. You pick your pronouns. Uh, so it's... Love it's, that uh, for us. The capture has extended into uh, the gaming world, unfortunately. So that's cool that y'all are, you know, making an alternative community for people who aren't into that. But I think mm -hmm. that was our last super chat. Thank you very much, guys. And we're going to get the heck out of here. Yes, enjoy our we weekend. are. Yes, we are. <laughs> we hope that you guys enjoy your weekend as well. Let me know what you're getting up to in the comments after we end the live, as I always like to see what you guys are doing in your personal lives. That sounded weird. Uh, take that in the <laughs> not weird way, guys. If you like this video and are recapping of all the things that are happening this week and last week in Clown World, let us know by liking the video or clicking the notification bell to be notified every single time we're live. That's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. Plus, we post videos for you guys every single day. As I said before, tomorrow's video is about new woke Star Wars that is going to make men uncomfortable. So I hope you guys are there to watch that. And if you are a Star Wars fan or fanatic, make sure you are active in the comments because I would love to hear from you guys. Have a fantastic rest of your Friday. As always, if you disagree with anything in the show, do get out in the comments down below, but do so respectfully. And I... See you guys tomorrow.